This is the Pete and Kimber podcast. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Hey, welcome. Hi there, Kimber. Thanks great for you know joining what? us. Great week you this week. Oh, thanks you too, bud. Big week. It's been fun. Really, really big week. Um, can we please just because this is the podcast, we can take a bit more time. Yeah. Right. We just break down this uh, story that's happened in the US about these three dudes who have been found dead in this bloke's backyard, please. It sounds like a bleak way to start the podcast, doesn't it? It is. But for me, it's it's the mystery around what's going on. Like, the, this is one of the great whodunits. It is, right? It's really strange. So basically, the story behind it, right, is that a bunch of dudes, initially when we first heard this story about two days ago... There was uh, three blokes who went over to their friend's house to watch a sporting game. They were watching one of the big games, NFL or something, on TV together. And, oh, the Kansas City Chiefs game. Oh, okay. So it's NFL. NFL. Right. Yep. That helps. Um, so they're all playing. They're all hanging out together, having some drinks, having some food and watching their sport. Then what happens next is two days later, the cops rock up at the guy's house who was hosting, he opens the door in boxer shorts and an empty glass of wine in hand. And they're like, hey, we need to talk to you about your missing friends. And it turns out his three friends that came over to visit him and watch sport with him that night were actually dead in his backyard for the last two days and he didn't notice. So he says he's been asleep on the couch for a couple of days after a big night and he had no idea that they were in the yard and no one knows how they died. They're doing a toxicology report to see if they froze to death or whether they had alcohol or drugs in their system. They don't know. But in in those two days, the family members of the guys in the backyard, the fiancé, the wife, the mother, they were all contacting this guy and saying, have you seen him? I, like, he hasn't come home. He's not returning calls. Like, what's going on? And he ignored all of their messages, and he hasn't made a statement on why he was ignoring those. He just told the cops, I was asleep for a couple of days and had no idea my friends were in the yard. Right? That story on its own, we were going, that's really sus. It's, it's totally sus. It, like, it immediately makes him, you know, person of interest number one, yeah, right? Yeah, and they're like, because his friend's cars are parked in his driveway and that out was the, the street, thing. and he's going, yes. oh, it's not unusual for them to have drunk and not taken their cars home. So that's normal. But now another guy has come forward and Ooh. said, I was also there on the night. And he says... He left after midnight and they were all still awake and they were all watching Jeopardy. Ah, oh, Jeopardy. For those of you, that's a, um, uh, a, a big American quiz show. Often when you hear the thinking music on our show, this is, this is the Jeopardy thinking yeah. music. So he says, they were watching Jeopardy on the couch when I left and I left after midnight, which does not match up with the story of the owner of the house who says... Oh, all my friends left just before midnight. I ushered them out and saw them all out. Okay, straight off the bat, do you think he did it? I don't know. Would would you go with, because this is like, I I just think there's too much crazy weird things that happen in this world Mm -hmm. to immediately go, this guy did it, he's guilty, he's trying to chase an alibi, he's trying to throw everybody off the scent, like, come on, as if, like, two cars out the front of your house, how could you not for two days go into your backyard, that sort of stuff. Like, I'm not yet ready to pronounce this guy guilty, 
The the mismatch of stories makes me go, okay, there's something really iffy here. Yep. But do you reckon like three guys could get that pissed in the backyard that they pass out? And then if there's like a, like if it's winter, because it's their winter right now, yes. right? Yep. If it's winter and the storm's rolling through or something like that, it's laying snow, you know, like that they could freeze in the middle of the night if if they're passed out and left outside. Yeah. It, does I that mean, happen in the US? I don't know if that happens look, in the US. Maybe it could, but three of them seems unusual. And one of the guys has come, one of the friends has come forward and said, look, these three blokes were inseparable. They were best mates. They always looked after each other. He said, there's no way that a coincidence of three grown men who are fairly smart individuals would die in the same way on the same night without something else being involved. Like it just seems very unusual. Even if one of them was inebriated, they would have bought the other one inside. You know what I mean? Like they would have, they would have done something. So the whole thing is really strange, but I cannot help but think if that guy knows nothing about what happened, what a horrible thing he has to live with now to know that all his friends were dead in his backyard for a couple of days mm. and he's lost his entire friend circle. Well, he sounds like a very blase kind of guy. Like he, he's, <sighs> you know, with all the, even the, the image of the cops knocking on his front door and him answering after two days of like locking himself inside and he's in boxes and an empty wine glass. Like, he just sounds like the sort of guy to be like, oh, that's really sad. Yeah. And then would move on with his life. Did yep. you know, here, so I've just got a story here from the New York Times, mm-hmm. current story. So this is from the 21st of January. Um, at least 72 people across the United States have died from weather-related causes after more than a week of frigid winter storms and brutally cold temperatures. Okay, so maybe they were unprepared. But it's just, I don't know, it's just one of those stories that's got us fascinated. Like, is there at any time that you go to your kitchen or whatever room sort of overlooks the backyard and when there's sunlight coming through and you open your curtains just to peer into you, who doesn't look into their backyard for two days? Yeah, but I mean, like, what if they're covered in snow and they're, you know, you just don't know, do you? Yeah, and also, like, I would love to know if there was at any point, like, I know you were saying people were trying to get in contact with him with the phone, like get in touch and you know send a text message or something like that. He was ignoring them. Well, Any time when they rocked up to the front door and just went, "Hey, no." Well, he hey. says he was asleep on the couch for two days, and that people did go to the door and knocked and stuff, and they he didn't hear them. Jeez. He said he didn't know anything about it until the cops got there. Must have been a bender. Huge. So I don't know if they've made a mistake somewhere, well, and they don't want to admit to it. I guess we'll find out, hey, yeah, at some point, bizarre. or maybe we never will. What else um, is in the podcast? What happened when you took the blue pill? Oh, it was some good Viagra stories. Great Viagra stories. Yeah. Um, Shame I didn't get to the text line from the person who told us that they um, had taken the blue pill, took the Viagra, and then ended up at the hospital because they just couldn't get it to go down and it was just so intensely painful. <laughs> and he was rushed through in the emergency in Perth because um, the doctors said that he needed priority treatment. <laughs> How do you get yourself to the front of the line? I mean, you don't need priority treatment if you're going to be in that state for a while. Mm. Um, instant couple, John Aitken, joined us. Instant couple is where we are hooking up two single people with the goal of putting them through challenges and scenarios and experiences together to ultimately make them fall in love by Valentine's Day. We played Yay or Nay. Um, which is just a fun, give us your opinion on this particular topic. And we learned a lot about your smelly eggs. <laughs> um, we talked about the extreme lengths you went to to start a family. An incredible call. 
Oh, my goodness. Goosebumps. She didn't want to call, did she? She called and hung up and then decided to call us back. Yeah. To tell us about how she got someone to father her second child. You know what? I I had an idea of where I thought that call was going to go, though. Yeah. Um, And then it it just took a complete 90-degree turn for me. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it's, it was just interesting. Um, and the producer rap as well. Where the producers tell us what we did right this week and where we went wrong. Yeah. And uh, they gave me a reason to come back to work next week. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, that's inspiring. To find out who's been dobbing. Oh. <laughs> Here you go. Have a podcast. Now, Pete, if you were experiencing significant pain, where would you go? A hospital. You go to the hospital, of course. That's correct. Give yourself a ding. Correct. I get a ding? Yes. That was the right answer. Oh, go peppy. Um, This Darwin man made possibly an error in judgment by going to the Hungry Jack's drive-thru instead. Okay. It was an ordinary sunny day when this guy is headed off to a group, let's call it a group gathering. What do you mean by gathering? Like Like, a get-together with friends or something? Like a... Like a wild party with a group of female friends, like a carousel just, of women. Just for a carousel of women. Like a. What do you mean? There's, there's bowls and there's keys and there's. It's a, it's a day party. It's just a day party. Bowls and keys. Yeah. Oh, you mean an orgy? <laughs> I was trying to avoid saying it on air. Anyway. It's still early. It's school holidays. So he had a big day ahead. Uh huh. So he's gone and he's taken the blue pill. He's had, oh. Now he's he's okay. dosed himself up with Super Viagra because it was a big day. Super? It's super. What do you mean super? It's Pitbull Super apparently. Pitbull Super. Yeah, go at it like a pitbull. It's a it's it's extra extra. And go he's, at it like a pitbull. He has taken that and he's oh. gone off to his group gathering oh. and it's become so painful because the swelling was so big that he had to leave the gathering. And he was on his way home and he said it was so painful he had to wrap himself in a towel. He couldn't touch anything and couldn't have couldn't put clothes on because he couldn't put them back in his jeans. Oh, this is phenomenal. So he's gone to the Hungry Jack's drive through on the way home For a to large get Coke. some food. <laughs> Very innocently. Uh-huh. It's just that he's in a lot of pain to the point where if you're not believing the pain, I'm saying he's actually mentioned that he began to split. Due to the lack of circulation. Oh my god! So he's gone through the drive-through and tried to cover himself up with a towel because that's what he's wrapped in. And while the staff were going to go and get the meal, he didn't think anyone was watching him. He had to adjust himself because he was in so much pain, and he accidentally removed the towel a bit and flashed the sixteen-year-old working <laughs> in the drive-through. <laughs> Now, they described her situation as being uh, traumatised and reduced to tears. Uh She was Uh so confronted by it. And the judges let him go because he said, it wasn't your fault. I believe you didn't have any horrible intent. This is just a terrible situation you found yourself in. And you went to the wrong place. Like, you should have gone to hospital. (laughs) The Hungry Jack's drive-thru is not where you want to go. Well, it takes two hands to handle a whopper. (laughs) (laughs) I've never, I've not encountered the blue pill. I don't know what it's like. I mean, 
how can it be so out of control? Like, how much do you know how to take? Like, is it just to take a pill? Do you know? No, I don't know because I've never tried one because I'm the sort of person who, if my wife just walks into the room or brushes past me, then I'm standing to attention. If there was like any interest, if there, there <laughs> might have been, I think she might have made eye contact. I'm always going, I'm always casting the rod <laughs> just in case. But, the, like, if you're, if you're seeing on the pack, it says, go at it like a pit bull. And, and words like don't super. Don't quote me. I don't. And words like super. Then don't, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be discussing it with your health professional before taking it. Don't quote me on that. I'm not part of the marketing team. What about the boys? Have I'm you not boys sure ever, it was their slogan. Have you lads, Carrot, Rami, have you ever partaken? In no. the blue pill? No, of course not. We're younger than you guys. <laughs> okay. Oh, Sorry, like, not you, Kim. But I'll Pete. have you know. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to know, what happened when you took the little blue pill? If oh, you've yeah. taken one, have you found yourself in this situation where you're like, oh, it's too yep. much? Or is it just right? Is this like Goldilocks and <laughs> porridge or what? Like, I I want to know what happened when you took the little blue pill. Andrew and Joondalup, you gave it a go. What happened? Yeah, so uh, I ended up, it was my 21st birthday. Uh <laughs> Anyway, my mate decided it was the end of the night. He was about to leave and he goes, oh, here, happy birthday. Try this. So I was like, what is it? He said, it's a blue pill. I was like, all right, yeah, t- awesome. Um, long story short, the night before my birthday, me and my ex at the time, we had a bit of fun, if you know what I'm saying. We do. Um, so, yeah, I've had this pill. and It was about 10 o'clock at night, by about quarter to 11. Yeah, things are ready to go. <laughs> okay, so it all takes that energy's come back. To kick in. Right. Um, tried to tried to do the deed, but obviously it was a bit sore. And yeah, eleven hours later, it was still up <gasps> looking at the sky. Eleven hours. Uh, eleven hours. It was about eleven o'clock the next morning, and I said to her, I was actually in pain. It was hurting. It was throbbing, and I'm thinking, nah. Obviously, you couldn't relieve the pressure either. Um, and, <laughs> um, Have you got a pin? Yeah, so, I just need to let this down. Yeah, yeah, Far exactly. That, mate, that's what it actually felt like. And then uh, I said to her, I said, look, babe, if it doesn't go down within the next hour, I'm actually like, I started thinking, like, how am I going to go into hospital with this? Like, how am I going to hide it? You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're not, mate. You're and, just going to go to Hungry Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete and Kimber's Instant Couple. I'm so excited for this. We are finding two single people who are genuinely interested in falling in love. And we want you to fall in love quickly, like in the next couple of weeks. If you could nail it by Valentine's Day, that would be awesome. So, and you're not just doing it alone. I mean, we're, we're going to put you through a series of challenges and all sorts of things we've set up to help that along the way. But yeah, on Valentine's Day, actually asking the question, are you in love with each other? You know, it sounds weird, like it's orchestrated, and it is. But the thing is, isn't that what relationships take? Like right now, when you meet someone and you get on an app or whatever and you go out with them, most people go, no, nah, something about that didn't work. There's mm. plenty of others. I'll just flick on to someone else. Well, they take but like, work. If you actually make the effort and you go, oh, let's try and get to know each other and do some things to try and grow a connection, that's still sincere. Well, I told you that I, I really figured out that Liz, uh, my now wife, 
like was the one like eighteen months into the relationship. That's like, it, how it long took I some said. Time. How long did it take you to fall in love with Liz? And you said eighteen months, and I was like, how did she tolerate you? Oh, I was very. If you lucky. didn't know eighteen months in that you loved her. For goodness sake. I was very, very lucky. I stuffed it up a couple of times along the way. Let me tell you that I did. We've always known Liz is an angel. uh, She's an angel. You're an angel, boo. Hey, so um, we thought with maths around the corner, that kicks off Monday, married at first sight on nine. Mm -hmm. John Aiken, the maths psychologist, he joined us to talk to us about some of the things and the ideas and stuff we could do to work with this couple to make them fall in love quickly. Ideally, you want to try and get a a couple that are similar in terms of their attractiveness. Uh, And then you're looking at their personality. Like, are they? I'd go for two people, hopefully, that are kind. Because kind people are patient people and they're compassionate people. So they're not going to write one another off immediately. Mm -hmm. They're going to be a bit more curious. Uh, And then also, you want um, people that are good with both being in a relationship, as in together, but also having their own time. You know, you don't want those clingy, needy, you know, demanding sorts of people uh, that are going to burn it out. So having someone that's good with both separateness and togetherness is mm-hmm. ideal. So that's an idea of what to look for in the two people we're going to put together. Yeah. Um, now, then we've got to start doing things with them, sending them off on dates and stuff. Like what yeah. kind of dates should we be sending them on so they can get to know each other? Well, what I would do is I would say um, you want one person on the date to lead and the other one to follow and then flip that so that they both have that ability to show themselves and to lead from the front. We're putting them in an escape room. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pressure situations? uh, No, no, I wouldn't do that initially, but I do it. I, I, I mean, I think it's good to get them outside of their comfort zone. So, yes, they can go to dinner if you want. But what happens when they're out in a boat together or if they've got to do something which uh, essentially just gets their uh, adrenaline going? I think we just get them to build an Ikea cabinet together because that <laughs> is that, that would destroy me. That's the test. Oh, yeah. If you can't get through that, you can't do anything together. Mm. We should use that on maps. <laughs> I'd love to <laughs> see a, them build a, furniture. A, new, a, a puzzle week um, where we throw puzzles at our, our Participants. <laughs> Three weeks, legitimately, can it be done? Yeah, no, I think you can absolutely. I mean, you can get those strong feelings early. Um, the, the challenge that you're going to have, which is what we have, is that uh, you can really do all the legwork that you like, but you have got to hope that there is a little chemistry there when they look mm. at each other and they go, I kind of like you. All right, so we've got some ideas. A little chemistry, that's what we're looking for. Mm. Now, here's the thing. We can reveal we've found our two single people and we've locked them in. They don't know each other, though. Mm, they they're, haven't met They've yet. not met. They don't know each other's names. Like We're not giving them anything yet. Nah, they again, just know we've chosen them. Luke and Sassy Scott, they're brothers who have gone TikTok famous and have a podcast on Listener App. Yeah, and we caught up with them because we wanted to talk to Sassy about his journey to becoming a father. Sassy Scott's twin baby journey, which as we read deeper and deeper into this, this three-episode thing that's coming our way, Jan 25, 26 and 27, my God, the story is absolutely incredible. I mean, I don't even know where to begin here, Sassy Scott. I don't know where to start either. And that's why I said, hang on, can we do like a three-part series where Luke pretends he's Mike Munro and asks me a whole lot of questions and he and the producer can (laughs) dig up all the right questions to ask and do it in chronological order, which we kind of tried to, and we have, I think. And Luke, always been your dream to be Mike Munro, obviously. 
Yeah, I thought it was more like, I was more like Oprah. I just didn't give away any cars or anything like that. <laughs> when we announced the uh, Scott going to be a father, our DMs and the comments went wild. So we're like, we're going to have to do something. And then we've just fallen on the podcast now. It's like you've announced he's, uh, I'm thinking about it. And now you actually have to go through with it and be a father. Well, <laughs> believe it or not, Marcus and I, my husband, we're six years into this journey. And a, lot, a, a big part of that journey, we've kept sacred and private because people don't really care unless they see somebody pregnant and people don't really care for that stuff. So we've kind of kept our cards close to our chest a bit, but now once we're knocked up, people are wanting to know the details. Mm. Those are six years. Half a million dollars. This, like, that's the figure that absolutely exploded my head. Half a million dollars. What are you spending half a million dollars on? On, I think, something that you never thought you could put a number on. We call them out. We're going to call them not our children, our little ROIs, our return on investment. Um, but you, the process includes um, a lot of lawyers, contracts. It includes a surrogate agency. It includes a surrogate. It includes a egg donor agency. It includes the egg donor. It includes flights. It includes advice. It includes a whole hell of a lot. You know what else it also friggin' includes? The US dollar. Oh, of course. Mm. Yeah. See, it's a lot. But if nothing else, your kids will look back at this and be like, our parents loved us more than yours. Like, because they really <laughs> went for the you know spend. What? When Marcus and I first started the journey, we thought we were going to walk into this conference called Growing Families here in Australia. We thought we were going to walk in, right, and it was going to be full of rich gay guys that were ready to have kids. And we were the minority. There were so many hetero couples in there. There were single people that wanted to be parents in there. And we found throughout this whole journey that people that really want to become parents that can't conceive naturally, it, it there's no discrimination attached to it. There's so many types of people in that room that just really want to be mums or dads or parents that just can't do it naturally. And we've loved meeting so many people and and also having the options, learning that there's so many options out there to become a parent. It is gruelling. It is full on. Hey, Luke. What have mm. you spent half a million dollars on in the last six years? Oh, God. Imagine if I had half a million in six years. What have <laughs> I spent it on? Pretty much nothing. So Uber Eats. <laughs> Uber Eats, yeah. And it's the half, half a mil is showing it's now. It's showing, baby. <laughs> this, guy's, this guy's living good. Yeah, Scott hey. should just be like, oh, if you want to see the pregnant belly, just look at Luke at the moment. <laughs> mirrors, mirrors live. It's Luke and Sassy Scott. Uh, you can hear their podcast on Listener. But if you want to hear more about Sassy Scott's journey to becoming a father, um, grab it on the Listener uh, app. It's a three-part podcast series which launches today, hmm. by the way. Um, we would like to know this morning, Mix Fam, what were the extreme lengths that you went to to start a family? Because, I mean, there's obviously lots of people who go through IVF. Yes, there's IVF. That's pretty gruelling on your body and very expensive. I mean, like we're talking uh, surrogates in foreign countries. Um, Are you single? You're going to go it alone. You've had enough of blokes, but you're going to go out and sleep with any man you can find. And just go, I'll do this anonymously. Oh, that's the extreme length you've gone well, to. We're, we're talking extreme, right? Yeah, so, that's true. So everything's yeah. on the table. Like, are you trying fertility treatments, exotic fertility treatments? Like, you know, yeah. whatever whatever you can do to start a family. Now, we've had a call from somebody and they've asked to have the um, 
voice disguiser on. Does that mean we can use this name and suburb producers? Yes. Yes, you can. Okay. okay. Dakota. Uh, and we've been told no judgment zone, please. We're not judgy. I don't think I'm a judgy person. Really, we're, the, that we're, much. The, we're the least judgy radio show you'll ever come across. Mm. Now, right. um, Taylor in Bayswater, which is not your real name, we can tell you we've got the, the what we call the voice decoder on. This disguises your voice. Okay, so you are completely anonymous. First and foremost, thank you very much for trusting us and giving us a call back. We appreciate it. That's okay. Taylor, tell us about your experience. So you were desperate to have a child, or you already had one and you desperately wanted a second? Yes, because I got married young and um, it didn't work out, so I was divorced late and I felt time was really running out. And I was trying to, I thought I'll quickly date someone and meet someone and we'll fall in love and have a family because that's all I wanted. And it just wasn't working out in Perth. Like, I just found, like, a lot of people were after a one-night stand and stuff and... I'm not like that, and I thought, oh, and I met a bit of a bad boy um, at um, a pub in Perth, and um, I thought, oh, um, he's not really dad material, but we got along and everything, and he was lovely, and um, so, yeah, I thought, oh, okay, I had, I got with him a few times, and um, then I thought he wouldn't be interested in sticking around because he was such a bad boy, and then... Um, we went our own ways, and nine months later, I was at Coles shopping, and we bumped into each other. And he looked at me, and I looked at him, and he said, "Oh, is that um, mine?" And I, I couldn't lie, and I said, "Yeah, it is." And so, sorry, sorry, he, hang, sorry, Taylor, hang on a sec. We're gonna just—I just want to go back a moment. So this this bad boy, right? So you you slept with him a few times, and it didn't work out. But said he's not really, but pregnant. you did fall pregnant. Yes, right. And, um, okay. Did, I did say, if um, this happened, would you be okay? And he was like, "Yeah." And he ended up being so lovely to my oldest son, who the dad doesn't see him at all for some reason, and um, he's a really nice guy. I thought he wouldn't be interested because he was a bad boy, but he's turned out. What really do you mean lovely. a bad boy, Taylor? What What <laughs> well, do you like mean he was by a, bit of a bad player, boy? Was he? Not a player. He's just one of those boys that you think will never settle down. He's just um, naughty, in trouble all the time with the law, and um, well, I can't believe okay. he just saw you with your child. At the shops and just went, hey, is that mine? No, Did I was he genuinely pregnant? I was oh. pregnant. Yeah, and he and he assumed it was his. Well, yeah, because we were together, and wow, um, he really, really liked me, and I, I, I just didn't like him back because he was being really naughty. He wasn't going to settle down, and I thought, you know, if he settled down, maybe, but I just thought he'd go off. So you just really badly out. wanted to fall pregnant. You wanted the child before, as you put it, you know, your, your clock ran out. Um, well, it's a strong feeling. Any woman that knows, it's a very strong feeling of wanting a baby and you just pine for a baby. Mm-hmm. I lost a baby the year before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what? Awful. Um, I think that what you're saying is right. Is that thing where people go, like, you would love to have met someone and had a partner mm-hmm. and been able to do that because it would have been a, a lot more Perfect. pleasant for you and nicer and, and easier and all of the things. But if that doesn't happen and the desire to have a child is so strong, then so strong. you're prepared and to go to an extreme length. I, did, I was. And um, I'm so happy I did it and it worked out really well. And I hear of women that they wait to get, like, go on the sperm, you know, the sperm donor list and that. Mm. Just, and they, some... I had a girlfriend that missed out, and I think, no, just go and do it on your own. It was an easy, it was easy, like. Mm. So wait, did, so, so is is he still in the picture? Like, like, how many years are we down the track? 
Three. Three years. Is he still in the picture? What happened after that moment where you were pregnant and you bumped into him at the shops again? He was, well, he got my number and he was ringing heaps to come in when I had the baby. And, um, and yeah, he does see both. The, like, if he ever sees the little fella, he will always see my oldest son too. He, hmm. My oldest son sees him as dad. But some of that is such a bad boy. He's so lovely to my oldest son and I'll always respect him for that. And it's the best thing I ever did. And I hope if there's other women listening and they're thinking, oh, you know, I'm hiding for a baby, but I'm single, just go for it. Yeah. And each time that's the thing. Like, yeah. 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 Never regret it. This worked out for you. All right, Taylor. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, thank you so much for uh, trusting us enough to give us a call back and to share your story. We really appreciate it. And thank you for, like, because I was very scared to do it. So thank you guys for not, like, asking Silly, like making me feel silly or... No, God, we're not in any position to, like, you know, I don't... Each to their own. We're from Mm. the school of you do you, boo. Like, (laughs) you know, if you're not harming anyone else and, you you know, then, you know, you just got to do what you do. But it's like us trying to understand it. And we talk about these things because people have these experiences. And if we don't talk about it, then everyone feels ashamed or, you know... Yeah, I can imagine... I can imagine having not having the second child. It would be awful. So any woman that's pining for a baby and they are worried, just go for it. All right, there we go. It. Taylor, thanks for calling us. Thank you. Pete and Kimbers, yay or nay? Rami's here. Good morning. Hi. How are you guys? We're great. All right, so three topics and you got three seconds to think on each. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Buying Christmas gear... Right after Christmas ends. Three, two, one. Yay. Yay? Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. That's the only time I buy Christmas stuff. Oh, God, I was gonna. I was talking to Karen about this, um, and I was saying people who do that are like psychotic, like something's wrong. Why? Because it's 12 months away. No, but it's cheap. Like, this is that's the whole point of doing it. It's like when you buy, like, a, I don't know, for example, um, you wait until it's hot to buy all of the winter gear. You might be a season behind, but you get it for like half the price. Because you know winter is coming. Well, I would have forgotten about all the Christmas gear by the time Christmas rolls up. We know Christmas is coming again. If I can get a whole roll of wrapping paper for 50 cents instead of six bucks, I'm buying four of those rolls and stuffing it under the bed. Have you guys planned for, I don't know, Easter 2025? (laughs) I think those um, hot cross rolls are already out. Oh, God. I've always got chocolate. What are you talking about? (laughs) God, all right, next one. Uh, Monkey Maya. Three, two, one. Yay. Nay. Nay? I'm sort of, I'm torn. Why? Well, because when I went there, it was really lots of flies. And also, I'm unhappy about how close that shark came to the shore. So you saw it. It's really close the to the shore. The I brought this up. Oh, what's s- this? I haven't seen, seen the shark. Mate, it is in like... The kind of area where you first dip your foot into the beach. There's footage it's floating around sand. online. Oh, hang on. Is this the tiger shark and the turtle? Yes. Oh, okay. So tiger yeah. shark. In sand. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's tiger amazing. shark is chasing a turtle so close to shore mm. and specifically for those playing at home. And the reason I mention this is because I went to Monkey Mai just last year for the first time yep. and I did the dolphin feeding. Yeah. So to think that tiger sharks swim that close. Yeah. Aren't the dolphins meant to keep them away? I thought they were sort of like the bobtail lizards yeah. to snake. Well, the the rumour is if you see a dolphin, then you're pretty safe that there's no sharks around. So where were they when we needed them? Right. Um, well, the place, I mean, you know, Monkey Mire is in Shark Bay. So, 
And it's called Shark Bay for a reason. It was beautiful. And I did yeah, but it's called Monkey Maya, mate. There's no monkeys there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I can't argue that. That's a very good point. <laughs> Third one. <laughs> Flying first class. Three, two, one. Yay. I mean, yay, but, but I've never done it. Neither have I. Oh, well, that's it's what I was going to ask. It's have a you dream. Guys... Well, same. No, I haven't gone first class. I went business class once because I flew on an airline to New Zealand mm-hmm. and they accidentally poisoned me. And so what? I... <laughs> 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 this and needs so... an explanation, yes. So um, when I flew back, I, after some complaints, I got to the airport and discovered I'd been upgraded. Oh, nice. And got to sit business class coming back. But I'll... that's as close as I got. I love that she brushed over some complaints. Some it's complaints. It's Kimber. You would have written a letter. <laughs> they. I spent the first six days of my holiday being sick. Oh, God. Oh, poor thing. So they did get an email or two. Well, maybe this guy <laughs> got sick as well. The reason I'm bringing up flying first class, uh, an American Airlines flight in the US had to be turned around, mm. but you would never believe why. I love these stories. People on planes, what happened? Stinky fart. <laughs> they turned the plane around. Be- what? <laughs> what yep. could possibly be that bad as a yep. stinky fart that Ex- they got to turn the plane around? Um, excessively- Your microwave eggs. Oh, well, hang on a second. Don't Stop bring, eating no, microwaved eggs in the office. It's day three. It's day three, and we can't take any more. That's not fair. I ate my microwave eggs at my desk out beyond the studios and the producer's airlock this morning. And as soon so as Rami stink. walked in, Rami went, oh, God, he's making eggs. Yeah. It was... It's horrible. I love how farts and eggs just go hand in hand. What guys. is this? What, what is this guy's fart? Like, how did... I don't know, he probably what ate your eggs. What's so powerful about this <laughs> fart that they got to turn a plane around? Yeah, it stunk the whole plane. That's all I've got for you, mate. I don't okay. have any answers. Thanks, appreciate that. Stop all eating right. eggs. <laughs> Microwave eggs. Three, two, one. Nay! Oh. Now that it's Friday, before we go away, the producers are here for one final say to reflect on the week, the great and the crap. To bring you something they call the producer rat. Rami and Carrot. Damn it, we should have edited that to make it Thursday. Oh, Friday. oh yeah, of course. Today's Thursday. Yeah. We, we have to Friday. pretend it's Friday because we're not going to be here tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll skim his voice. We'll blank him for that. <laughs> um, all right, best and worst moments of what has been a short week, but boy, it felt like it was. It went for a hundred days. In my opinion, there was one best moment. We could have just played that and gone home. Well, it's funny you say that, Kimber, because that happens to be my best moment. But we'll save that okay. for a second. We'll get my best moment out the way first. Yep. Is that what we said, agreed on? No, no, no that's, that's, that's definitely absolutely not what, not what we said whatsoever. <laughs> this is completely not what you had me prepared for. Thanks, guys. Well done. No, no, we will go with my best first, Pete. Oh, okay, your best first. Yes, my best right. first. Hit okay, it. Okay, Karen. <laughs> What would be good about being a guy for a day? One of the big selling points is because you can stand up to pee. They did a survey. They said, thinking about the times we go to the toilet only to urinate. In Australia, apparently 25% of men sit every time. Well, when we were discussing this in the pre-show meeting this morning, Rami revealed something very interesting to us. Rami? Yeah, I stand to poo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That laughing went on for a minute. A I, get, whole I went, minute. I went back and listened to that break, and it was a minute's worth of laughing. We, we couldn't, get, we just couldn't get it together. No, we couldn't bring it back. It we just... were properly derailed. <laughs> I'm still derailed, clearly, because I can't get my. It's just such an image. Like you can just see it. Yes. Well, the boss kept trying to talk me through it all week. He's like, "So, how do you do it? Like, do you, <laughs> or, hands up against the wall? What is it?" So, there's an image for you guys. Uh, my best of the week. 
has to be from this morning. Oh, okay. All right. Now, oh. I wasn't sure if this was going to be your best, but then upon further reflection, I was like, no, this is very hard to actually do. We were talking about something called the Little Blue Pill, and uh, this guy went into Hungry Jack's after uh, taking one of those Little Blue Pills. Yeah, he'd taken some Viagra, and things had um, gotten really painful and out of control, and he was just trying to get some dinner on the way home and accidentally flashed the person in the drive-thru. And Pete just had a doozy. Hungry Jack's drive through is not where you want to go. Oh, it takes two hands to handle a Whopper. (laughs) Do you know? No, I don't know because I've never tried one because I'm the sort of person who if my wife just walks into the room then I'm standing to attention. Always casting the rod just in case. (laughs) On fire. I thought Kerrod was giving you a slow clap. Then. And I feel like and I feel like Pete That's felt, what my wife gives me when I drop my pants. And I feel like Pete was safe enough to say that it's just after seven o'clock this morning. Yeah. But when I played that now I saw his face, he's like, oh no. Well, the kids are kids. <laughs> so I like my wife's been sending me messages through the morning because they've obviously had it on this morning and um, she's caught up on everything, so I know my kids are listening. Oh. <laughs> the kids don't care. Liz is happy. It's nice to be desired. Morning, kiddos. Yeah. Hun, it's nice to be desired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you guys sort that one out a little bit later. Now to our worst moments of the week. Now, uh, earlier this week, yesterday, in fact, we had an, an interview with Tash Peterson and Ben Darcy about the barbecue that has been set up in front of Tash Peterson's house for a protest against her protests. Um, and we gave the show a new name that I really don't like. Good times in the morning with Pete and Kimber for breakfast. On Mix 94.5. Yeah, 6.30. It's uh, Meaty Pete and Sympathetic Vegetarian Kimber. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know what... Meaty Pete. Meaty Pete is going to fly on well, it. Hang on. It's God. I still reckon it's a lot better than some of the other names that were flying around this morning around about 5.30 when we all decided to figure out what our porn names would be. Have you just been pushing the boat out a bit this week, Carly? Just a little bit, hey. Yeah, really I'll tell you I'm buying a kayak this weekend. This is a long weekend. Let's brush over that. Um, well, my worst moment. Yes, Sebastian. It's... A- <laughs> That's another story. Uh, it's to do with you, Peter. Oh, of course it is. I think we need to get rid of this music for a second. We've had enough of you. <laughs> we have had enough of you. Yeah. You did something earlier this week. Oh, yeah, I know what this is. And What's I this? did a mini intervention with you during one of my segments, Yay or Nay, with you guys. This isn't about the eggs. Just press play. Cooking eggs in a microwave. Three, two, one. I mean, it's a clear Nay. yay from me, isn't it? They tasted really good. I had no issue with them whatsoever. Pete almost derailed our pre-show meeting this morning at 5 a.m. It was too early for eggs. With oh, microwaved please. eggs. As if our pre-show meeting is ever on the rails. You're never cooking eggs in a microwave ever again in this building. You watch this space, mate. I'm going to cook four eggs tomorrow. He's you, cooked every day this week. Every He's had day. eggs in the microwave. And that's enough. And we need to make an example of it, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make an example of it. Karen, we're meant to be serious Karen, here. that was sorry. excellent. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> but the reason I'm bringing really this up, me up, the reason I'm bringing this up is because we've had two <laughs> different staff members come uh-huh. up to us this morning yep. complaining. Well, they've come up to you and not me because they're chicken. I see what you're doing and it's not funny. Okay, then. The Pete and Kimber Podcast.